believe in afternoon. You're listening to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 KKNW, AM KKNW. I'm your host, Reverend Walden. So glad to be back in the studio. So glad to be back in the studio. Actually, I'm so glad to see the sunshine. Um, yeah, actually, when you're not feeling good and all of a sudden you're feeling great, hey, life is good. So, hey, thank you so much for listening to Mother's Justice Show. Thank you for, for Marketplace Shoes for being our sponsor uh, and loving us up so much. And we're just so grateful. Mr. Rye, I missed you. Hey, how you doing, Mr. Rye? I'm doing fine, Reverend Harriet, and I'm glad to see that you're back. Yes. So you had a very successful trip and a very a proud and joyful trip, I understand. Yeah, I went down to Tuskegee. I mean, I had not been to Tuskegee before. Um, and my uh, granddaughter, my third oldest granddaughter, Tundi, the one that people don't hardly know about, he's the one who worked with me as an optician. So he's an optician, so his day job doesn't allow him to be uh, out doing things. But um, it's his daughter. She took herself to Tuskegee. Uh, and uh, she graduated in, uh, in uh, veterinarian science, and we'll be looking forward to going into the veterinarian program uh, to become, become a vet here in September. Um, she's uh, she's really excited. Uh, she was the uh, one of the uh, the first female drum rolled uh, uh, a leader uh, in the history of Tuskegee, uh, and so she got to be you uh, said got to be at the Great Mardi Gras a few years ago uh, in that great band and. Been all over the South uh, and did a, 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 a commercial with Shaq, uh, uh, Shaq O'Neal, I think that's his name. And, and so um, she went down in 2017, and next year she took her horse with her. So we knew when you take your horse, you ain't coming back. So <laughs> she has a horse down Tuskegee with her. So it was a great, it was a great weekend. We had some time in Atlanta, and that vitamin D was right on the money. <laughs> that sunshine was great. That's, I've heard people taking their car, but this is the first time I've ever heard about somebody taking their horse. Oh, yeah. And I, what I learned when she took her horse is they have all these back roads and they have uh, motels and places and stables for people who travel that way. Mm. And, of course, they ran into all this nonsense that you get anyway. And, and, um, and you know, most some of the people thought that she didn't have everything right, you know, because you got to have your papers in order to, the horse has to have their papers in order to stay in these uh and these uh, stables and stuff, and so, you know, she, they, uh, she had a big, she had the big uh, her uncle with her, oh my, because she couldn't, he, she, she couldn't even drive. I mean, he drove all the way uh, from from Seattle. It was an adventure. Uh, he ran into a whole bunch of other kinds of stuff, but uh, everywhere they went, they got the business because they don't see black people with horses coming to stable, but they have like motels for the human beings and a stable. For the horses uh, on these back roads uh, with no uh, with no lights and no uh, <laughs> hmm. so they almost got run off the road in in Mississippi like I did when my former husband we went down to Montgomery we got ran off almost about ran off the road in Stack, Flagstaff Arizona and um, in Jackson Mississippi uh, in these back roads and so uh, what he taught my granddaughter is that if you're traveling in the South at night you should always travel with a full moon. She learned a lot that 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 trip because it was not a full moon, and you know, coming from the south, those back roads a full moon will light the road up, will light up, light up the elements. So, uh, so they made it into Tuskegee. It was uh, he said he would never do it again, mm -hmm. but um, so she got a horse with her. <laughs> okay, well, I'll tell you what. I'm glad. I, when I live down south, and I went to visit my grandfather out in the country, uh, but uh, for the most part, I was. Uh, in, in uh, what they call lakeside, uh, 
of, of Shreveport. So uh, I didn't have very much experience about being out. Me and, me and farm animals didn't get along that well. Anyway, I always had bad experiences, whether it was a calf, a rooster. They all <laughs> didn't like me. And uh, so I didn't like them. So I was, just wasn't a farm guy. Yeah, well, that, she loves all those animals. Yeah, that's good. Though. I mean, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm glad heart. to see her pursue yeah, that. So, yeah, so, yeah. yeah that's, that's good. Oh, yeah. We good need to, to have folks everywhere. Yeah, we do, you know, and yeah. uh, and stuff like that. So, and it's good to see young people in school because the media, I'll talk about that a little later, but the media always bring us what, what's not working. But there's a lot of things working because on, on, uh, on uh, the Saturday before uh, Mother's Day, all the HBCUs have graduation. You know, all of them. Yes, yes. And well, uh, I learned and, a lot from uh, Dr. Leslie Baskerville, who was Angela's, uh, I hired Angela to give her her first job in Washington, D.C., the uh, National Association for Equal Opportunity in Higher Education, NAPIO. And uh, so uh, in being able to travel back and forth to D.C. and other places, and the, I've been to Jackson, Mississippi, uh, up until two years ago, I was going to Tunica every year with Congressman Benny Thompson's uh, retreat that he was having his policy conference. So I got a chance to see that we do have a lot of young black folks that are doing very, very well, and we don't hear nearly enough about them. Because <clears throat> uh, uh, I'm, I'm just hoping now with uh, these new media outlets, with social media, we can be more in tune and uh, uh, keep up with the progress of these young black folks. Well, yeah, because they're doing great things. I mean, I'll just say this part and I'll repeat it later on. I've never seen so many uh, uh, honor students. You had uh, you, you had uh, Magna, all of them. I mean, I'll name them later on. But we had over 150 students or more that was honor students there. I mean, it was incredible. The amount of the smart young people that's on, on, in college that... Uh, that we get the black, we don't get all that news about. We get what's not working. Yeah. We have thousands and thousands of places where young people and black people are absolutely thriving in their purpose. Mm -hmm. They know what they want to be. Uh, they're getting the grades in, uh, and that's all the HBCUs. I mean, you got a, got a bunch of them there in, in, in Louisiana, and you know, I mean, really, until they they're doing well. I mean, you know, and people are raising money. Because they understand what's coming, and they're trying to prepare young people. They understand, uh, like like the speaker said, talking about 2040, and all of this stuff that's going on in America with abortions and all of this, is that it's the browning of America, and these people absolutely are. Well, I mean, they they want to have things set up like South Africa did, you know, <laughs> and and that's that's what the goal is because South Africa got the idea from segregation, and so that's what they're trying to do. But they were talking to the young people about it. this is their world. They have an opportunity. They're going to have to do the work that's necessary. Um, because the other thing I'll say about Alabama, I had never seen such horrible uh, 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 commercials. I mean, it's one lady running. I mean, she wants to help. She wants to finish the wall that Trump did. Didn't yeah. finish. She wanted, she wanted to deport people. She wanted to put them in jail. Um, and everything is about fear. The only person on there who's running again is the governor. The governor talked about jobs. You know, these people don't talk about the quality of life. I mean, I, you know, I had people with guns calling people liberals. I mean, I'm talking about people who don't have guns and all this stuff. I mean, but it's no job opportunity. They're not talking about putting bread on the table. And it's all fear-based and it's all mm -hmm. like, uh, you know, trying to lock down things. And these people got lots of money. 
Because every 10 or 15 minutes, they're coming back on with uh, with another commercial, man. That's right. That's right. Well, a couple of things are happening in my world. One is that uh, my brother Jerry Rye was uh, memorialized on Saturday at Holgate Street Church of Christ. I want to thank Minister Jimmy Hurd and uh, the, the congregation over there for being welcoming. And uh, we're finding out more and more things. Uh, uh, like for one thing, he was at Val. He fell in Safeway February 9th. Uh, Renton Fire came, gave him a, a temperature pulse respiration, gave some Gatorade called TriMed, took him down to Valley uh, Valley Medical Center, and he was there for about four hours. And uh, he left there, walked three blocks to a gated community, collapsed between a building and a fence, and died. It was there for seven wow. days until he was, he was found. But we we're finding out things like. The medical examiner said he died from head trauma and bleeding from the brain. And he also said that my brother had COVID. Now, if he was in, at Valley Medical Center for four hours as a patient and they didn't check to see if he had COVID. So we have some serious questions uh, about uh, the conduct of not only them, but also the Renton Fire Department, Valley Medical Center, and a couple of other folks. And we'll be talking to some folks about making sure that this doesn't happen to anybody else. Uh, so uh, that's the most important thing is to get justice for Jerry. The other thing I want to say is that uh, on the 21st of this month, uh, Don Dudley, the founder of KYAC Radio, uh, passed away uh, last Monday. And uh, he will be funeralized at Holgate Street Church of Christ. Okay. On May 21st at 11 o'clock a.m. And... Uh, Don Dudley was is, was a mentor of mine. He is a person that got me involved in radio in the late 60s. KYAC was up on Queen Anne Hill before they moved down to 3rd Avenue. Mm. But uh, uh, I can just remember so many people got their their uh, opportunities and also got a chance to, to move on up down the line. I think about Beltry Johnson, who was on, was doing the news, eventually ended up being uh, the public relations uh a person for uh, the Washington State Correction System. Lee Carter was there. As a matter of fact, Lee tells a story about, man, the Urban League, uh, the Urban League Metropolitan Seattle uh, gave, gave me a deal to go to work at KYAC for $75 a week. And then he ended up with being a big time reporter at King TV. You see Vivian Phillips is one of the leaders in the arts community in the city. Oh yeah, she was there, State. heard that for my husband. Yeah, yeah. And then we have uh, people like uh, Frank P. Barrow, who is legendary. We used to be the platter playboy. Uh, on Saturday, Spencer Hayward, the former supersonic great, he also had a program, on, a jazz program on KYAC. I think that was on Sunday, uh, Saturday evenings. And then the late Joe White also had a program, a music program uh, on, uh, on KYAC. And I, I just think about uh, Joe Jones, uh, the, the superintendent of Seattle Public Schools' father, uh, Frankie Barrow told a uh, story when we honored uh, Chris H. Bennett for his contributions. And uh, uh, Dr. Brent Jones was on the same program. And Frankie Barrow says, I remember at KYAC when Brent Jones was a little boy running up and down the halls of KYAC. His father, Joe Jones, was a sales manager. Then we look at folks like Martin Wyatt, who uh, retired as uh, the sports director for ABC Sports uh, in the Bay Area with probably 12 million listeners. Uh, wow. So they're, they're just uh, 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 Byron Butler, 
uh, Bonnie D, who did the, the, the uh, gospel program. Uh, Frank Dudley, who was Don Dudley's uncle, was on the sales staff. And then uh, when, the, when the station was going into transition, a guy by the name of Wayne Parks had a consulting company, brought myself, uh, Yvonne Dixon, several other people on, and we kept the station running. And the good thing about being to keep it running is that uh, we, we use that to also uh, push the change the name of Empire Way to Martin Luther King Jr. Way. That started when I was doing this talk show at KYAC in uh, November 1980, interviewing Reverend Jesse Jackson. Wow. Uh, they good Shea brought Reverend Jackson down to, on Third Avenue to the studio. And uh, Stevie Wonder was having an event uh, January 15th, but in Washington, D.C. And Reverend Jackson said, well, since you're so far away, other people are having some kind of naming something in honor of Dr. King. So talk to Clarence Williams and Black Firefighters and other folks, members of the clergy about uh, changing the name of uh, Empire Way, which at that time started in the Black community on Madison. And a lot of people tried to get us to change up, but we didn't do it. <clears throat> we had the support of Sam Smith and the chair of the Transportation Committee at the time, uh, uh, late, the late Council Member George Benson. And his staff is the one, uh, Bob Morgan told us, don't let them make you change the name because Empire Way is State Highway 900. They have to put MLK signs over the freeway. So that started at KYAC. But uh, I just say that uh, uh, Don Dudley gave me uh, gave me the microphone in, in the in the late 60s. And uh, well, so I want to send condolences to Haywood and the family. Yeah. And also uh, my former husband, James Salisbury, Salisbury photographer, was their, was their production, was their uh, photographer when anyone was coming into town. Uh, James always did the, um, always did the production pictures and uh, the pictures for the press to, for them to announce whoever was coming into town. And so he helped us get our start too. I mean, him and Mr. Beaver, I mean, because Mr. Beaver gave us a start to give us, you know, gave us the money to open up the business and, we had a, a long-time relationship for as long as they were going uh, uh, with uh, with Salisbury Photography. They did so, yeah. yeah. So we all in this. We, we the history is all we we all wrapped up together in history, aren't we? Yeah, we certainly are. There's no question about it. Well, and I also want to offer my condolences to you, to you and your family with your brother and that untimely. Um, yeah, you know, uh, you know, un, untimely, untimely. Uh, Death and divide what happened to your brother. You know that. That's really we just sorry. we we want to make sure it doesn't happen to anyone else. If the medical examiner say he had COVID, how come the people at Valley Medical Center didn't know he had COVID? Now there's another attorney told me he was at another Swedish hospital on the east side, and he said he wasn't there before, ten minutes before they took a had him take a COVID test. Right. Well, you know that's medical disparity. We know what it. We knows what it looks like, and we know all the time. That is going on. So uh, anyway, I, and and we're not we're, we're still surprised, but we're not as astonished as we used to be because we know that it's still going on. You know, so uh, I hope that you all your family get some answers. Yes, indeed. And also uh, come up with a protocol. I mean, I mean now that COVID don't look like it's going to ever go away. I mean, so it means that you got to be testing people for a long time uh, for uh, to find out, especially people who might be vulnerable. I mean, it's like they say with all the, you know, elderly and all of that. So he fit every category that should have been, number one, he was injured. Number two, he fit every category, all the rest of it. He fit every category that you should have had care. 
Except for he was an old black man without any money. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it really was. That's what it boiled down to. Not even a COVID test. And somebody coming to the hospital that has COVID could expose how many people that might not have a mask on or have uh, immunization. And some people who've been immunized can get it again. Right, right, yeah. That's yeah, why you yeah, can't yeah, be yeah. careful enough. No, you can't be careful enough, but uh, we, we live in a time, we live in a country where we know that we're not valued. And that's why we have to put value on ourselves, on our family, on our friends, and in our community. We have to value ourselves that's because the system has not, They've never seen us human, you know. I mean, we've been fighting for human status. <laughs> so we've been fighting for human status for a long time. And you know, that's before that, that's we go, there's, a, there's one thing I want to say about Don Dudley. In the okay. 70s, the license was worth $2 million, and they would not loan him $200,000. Wow. Uh -huh. <clears throat> so, so he was... Uh, so he was denied the economic the opportunity by not giving him the loan to be able to just stay in business. Exactly. Isn't that amazing? It's wow. the economic apartheid. <laughs> well, you know, we had similar, I mean, we tried to get our, our, our loan for our business. And that same year, the SBA gave uh, Ted Brokoff, Ted, uh, uh, Tom Brokoff, that used to be on the, on the, on the evening news, they gave him 500000 and didn't want, and, and wouldn't give us 25000 And they all offered us ten. And that's when I, you know, hey, if you can't get the full amount of money, you need to walk away from it. And uh, otherwise, a little bit of money will put you out of business. And so we got up, <laughs> you know. Every day. Yeah. So, but, um, but all right, this is good. So I'm glad to know that you are doing well and your family is doing well and you're working. Uh, I don't think there's any legislative updates right now because there's hardly nothing going on in the legislature. So I'm getting ready for next year. Probably getting ready for all the Republicans going to run. I hope the Democrats got a plan because they got they they organized in the South, man. These people are organized down south. Well, Roe v. Wade and January sixth might be the downfall of the Republicans. They count their eggs before they hatch. They well, also, also, and, also, also, Putin. I mean, because we don't know what's going to come out. What what Trump gave Putin, and he might have he might have the code for the nuclear. We don't know yet. So. <laughs> You're right about as, that. We don't know as this, as this thing continues. So I want to thank you so much, Mr. Rye, for coming on, and good to see you. And uh, you okay, have thank a you very day. much, Reverend Harriet. Appreciate the opportunity. You're welcome. You okay. listen to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150, 1150 KKNW. I'm your host, Reverend Walden. We'll be right back. Market Street Shoes is happy to sponsor the Mother's Justice Show in honor of our mother, Jackie Higgins Rosebrook, who spent her life fighting for social justice and also in honor of all mothers who fight for social justice. Market Street Shoes, fashionable footwear and apparel for life's everyday adventures in the heart of Ballard since 2006. Visit MarketStreetShoes.com. What's one of your favorite memories? Hmm, let's see. Well, there was this one time I went snorkeling in the Caribbean when I was a kid. It really just blew my mind. I mean, when you're sitting on the beach, it's so peaceful and you sort of forget there's a whole other world under there just full of all kinds of life. We saw the most beautiful corals. I remember thinking they were waving at us as they moved with the ocean. And then there were all these amazing fish. They kind of reminded me of tropical birds. They were so bright and colorful, just darting all over the place like birds in the sky. 
I'll never forget it. It completely changed the way I look at the ocean. Most of us have a memory of being in nature we'll never forget. Let's protect the world's natural places so more memories can be made for generations to come. Visit worldwildlife.org. Hi, I'm Dr. Shelley Place with today's tip for kids from the American Academy of Pediatrics. Kids are full of energy, but keeping them active in their teen years can be a challenge. Aim for an hour of physical activity every day. If they like sports, that's a great place to start. Keep the focus on fun, not winning, and encourage your child to do a variety of activities. If your child isn't meeting that 60-minute goal, gradually increase their activity in ways they enjoy. For more, talk with your pediatrician or visit HealthyChildren.org. Hi, this is Dr. K. Mahina Intron, inviting you to tune in on Mondays on 1150 KKNW at 5 p.m. to Dr. K's Attuning to Your Abundance, where we honor everyday abundance through positive messages, poetry, music, affirmations, and writing exercises. For more information, contact Dr. K Workshops at gmail.com or Facebook Dr. K's Abundance. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm your host, Reverend Walden. It's my joy to be on the air after Mother's Day and graduation in the South, all the uh, HBCUs. Thank you so much for all our support and for people who continue to support us over the years. We've been on the air eight, uh, eight years now um, and been around for 32 years with mothers, for uh, 31 years for Mothers for Police Accountability. Actually, 32 years. Let's get the count right. Hey, you have sometimes you forget to count when you're having fun. My next guest didn't zoom in yet, so don't know if that's going to happen or not. But I just want to uh, spend some time just talking about the South. I was there. I uh, hadn't been to Atlanta in a while. And I uh, had not ever been to Tuskegee. And what I saw was such great excellence and brilliance uh, on the campus that was um, founded by Booker T. Washington. His Excellence, he walked from Hampton <laughs> to, to, uh, to Tuskegee, to Alabama. Um, and uh, there he started uh, in the town there. He started uh, a Tuskegee uh, Institute. It was a training institute in the beginning. Uh, and it started in uh, 18, uh, 1881. That's a long time, a long time uh, for someone to have a dream. And uh, didn't have uh, any of this electronic stuff we have today. I uh, probably didn't even have, uh, 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 it didn't have uh, any electricity. So they probably had to have oil lamps. I uh, probably had to have wells. Uh, and then you had George Washington Carver who actually came and worked with him with farming and, and with plants and stuff. And so, uh, and I talked to one of my friends the other day, her grandmother and her uncle and uh, her uh, grandmother, uh, her grandmother's two brothers went to uh, Tuskegee and uh, when it was a training institute. So it's had a long history of doing uh, doing good things. And they've had some times when, when it was in the news, uh, you know, about the uh, Tuskegee uh, uh, syphilis experiment and that type of thing. And so, uh, but the, what I saw in Tuskegee uh, was uh, I saw such outstanding young people, I mean, who absolutely was brilliant. Uh, and they put in their time. Uh, it was so many uh, degrees that was uh, so many young people that graduated. Um, and to see that, because sometimes the news want to think you want to bring us all what's wrong with us. There's so many things that's right with us. 
and to be able to see that uh, again. Of course, I'm going to write the television stations in uh, Montgomery because they brought on the graduation of Auburn University, which is uh, you know a big university there in uh, uh, in Mason County. So both colleges are uh, both colleges are there um, in Mason County. Uh, Auburn University, I believe, is in Mason County, and so is Tuskegee. And uh, it was like Tuskegee didn't even have a graduation. Uh, and there were some people who had harmed people. I mean, some black people had harmed somebody. So that was on the news. Uh, and so, it, it, but if you didn't know the other story, I mean, they showed a few black people at Auburn uh, sitting at the tables and uh, they didn't show any black speakers. Um, and, and so if, if that was the only news that you saw that day, then you had this depressing, lethargic, uh, feeling that comes on when we only hear about what uh, what what's going on and it's negative, and we don't get any positive uplift. And so, uh, so to have that positive uplift, and and um, my granddaughter, like I said earlier, took a horse down there with her. She's not coming back to Seattle, <laughs> not to live probably, uh, but she loves uh, being there. Um, and uh, She's running the farm. I mean, she works, uh, you know, the farm that has the animals on it and, you know, they have cows and horses and, uh, you know, and so uh, she does that. I think she was just building a, another shed, another place there on the campus. They have lots of land, lots of land there in, uh, in Tuskegee. And, um, and and it's just beautiful. It's rural. I mean, now we had to drive a while to get a Starbucks. I mean, if you're going to get a Starbucks, you have to go into Alabama, into Montgomery. Uh, all the hotels rooms was gone, so we stayed in uh, uh, we stayed in Montgomery. I think it was East uh, 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 Montgomery. Uh, so we didn't really go down into Montgomery. We'll, we'll, I, I'd been to, I was at Mon in Montgomery last a junior might remember because my stepmother passed away at ninety three. Uh, Alice Sinky Walden and I had her on my show uh, doing uh, the uh, vote for uh, two thousand and seventeen, and she talked about well, how long the lines was, but she was determined. And uh, they, they stood in the line for a long time, and then they went back the next day, and she finally did vote. Uh, so she, but she was on my show uh, uh, once, uh, and uh, you know, Alice was the historian of the family on that side because she knew, you know, she uh, knew uh, uh, Rosa Parks. Also, um, she remember when uh, Eleanor Roosevelt came to town uh, and went out to Tuskegee to. Uh, <laughs> To uh, convince uh, to to ride in the airplanes with the Tuskegee, Tuskegee Airmen, and her trip to Tuskegee uh, convinced her husband, uh, uh, Delano, uh, President Roosevelt, to enlist the help of the uh, Tuskegee Airmen in World War II uh, during the uh, uh, during the uh, the war, and uh, they were escorts, and they never lost a plane, and they were wonderful escorts, and so that's uh, so she always told that story. And I says I absolutely lived with her uh, from time to time when she first went to school, when she first went to uh, down to Tuskegee because she was she didn't know anyone down there at that time, other than uh, other than her great grandmother because uh, Alice was her great grandmother, and everybody knew that she was my stepmother, but she dearly loved me. So anyway, to see that to see that excellence, but also you know my my son owns uh, you know uh, he owns. Um, uh, converge media uh, and they say black media matters and so when it was a blackout totally on uh, on the only Tuskegee and all the wonderful things that was happening at Tuskegee I picked up the Tuskegee newspaper uh, and the Tuskegee newspaper 
Absolutely. Uh, it's about that, you know, it, it said Happy Mother's Day. And it says right up on the Tuskegee News, it says it's better to light a candle than to curse the darkness. And this is what has been happening at these schools. I mean, that's what I mentioned earlier when Mr. Rye was on, is that Mother's Day weekend is the uh, graduation. It's like a gift to Mother's Day for, for mothers. And uh, when my children, uh, my, my adult uh, uh, children graduated from Elizabeth City State, uh, it was always Mother's Day weekend. So Mother's Day weekend is really an auspicious weekend in the South for mothers. Uh, I don't know, I mean, because uh, out here, the graduations are late and it's in June uh, on the West Coast because they're on quarters. Uh, in the South, they're on uh, semesters and it's semesters. And uh, they start in August and they end, uh, <laughs> They end on Mother's Day, um, but my granddaughter's still on campus because she has a. She's working on campus. She's working with uh, younger people, tra training them, and uh, how to be with the animals. And uh, so her, uh, her, her, her degree is in uh, veterinary and science, like I said before. Uh, and uh, she just sent all kinds of. Uh, she's had all kinds of accolade. I mean, just to think that the, the first uh, female on the drum line. I mean, that's a real big accomplishment. I mean, because she went down there as because he had been at Kennedy's uh, high school, Kennedy High School uh, for uh, many years um, as a on the drum line. But she went down there, um, and uh, and so um, she was able to um, she was able to um, to actually parlay that into a you know full scholarship for herself to be able to do that. So anyway. I'm going to take a break right now. Uh, you listen to the Mother's Justice Show on 11:50 a.m. KKNW. I'm your host, Reverend Walden. We'll be right back. Thank you. Market Street Shoes is happy to sponsor the Mother's Justice Show in honor of our mother, Jackie Higgins Rosebrook, who spent her life fighting for social justice, and also in honor of all mothers who fight for social justice. Market Street Shoes fashionable footwear and apparel for life's everyday adventures in the heart of Ballard since 2006. Visit MarketStreetShoes.com. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm your host, Reverend Walden. It's my joy to be on the air. I'm the founder of Mother's Police Accountability. I've been around here doing this uh, justice work uh, for many, many years. I'm also, we've been on the air eight years, and that, that that's pretty remarkable. I, I, our goal is to keep the grassroots voice alive, not only here, but around the country in Seattle. And we did have uh, the mothers, uh, Harlem mothers on not too long ago, women in Harlem, just trying to save lives. And we will have other mothers on. We'll have uh, Rashida down in Oakland to come on really soon. We're working on that. And uh, probably going back to Albuquerque, New Mexico, really soon. Just love those people there. So, yeah, but thank you for listening. And I love that song because I was raised by my grandmother. Um, grand Grandma Hands is so important. I mean, so many grandmothers have rocked that cradle and raised children. Um, and some great-grandmothers are doing that because my Alice, my stepmother, was my uh, would be uh, Isis' great-grandmother uh, when she went down to Montgomery State. Uh, and uh, Montgomery is uh, 30 miles uh, um, east of, uh, west of, uh, I guess it's west, west of uh, of um, Tuskegee. So it's not that far at all. And um, But you know what you know what I enjoyed about uh, Alabama and uh, uh, and uh, that part of the country? 
all the beautiful trees. I mean, it's like wild. I mean, they must have clean air. Because <laughs> it's a lot of trees uh, on I on I eighty five, going from uh, from Atlanta outside of outside of Atlanta, uh, going to uh, toward uh, Alabama. That's a lot of trees. It's a lot of room for a lot of development if they wanted more people to come. <laughs> So I'm waiting on my other guest to see if she's going to zoom in right now. I'm waiting on Vicky Beats. But um, in the meantime, I can talk yeah. a little bit about, oh, you're here? Okay. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> All righty. Well, welcome. Thank, Thank you. Thank you for coming. Yeah. Hey. So, yeah, I was talking a little bit about ISIS. You know, we share ISIS in common. Mm -hmm. You know, you know your, your son-in-law is ISIS godfather. Yeah. Yep. And been, you've been in her life all of his life, all of her life. And so... Uh, and we flew down. He was on the plane with us, so we had a great trip. And uh, you know, I mean, he was acting like a godfather, you know, with his tears. Yeah. And, you know. <laughs> We're all proud of her. Yeah, you know. And I was talking about all the real uh, uh, intelligent young people who there. I mean, I, I saw more uh, cum laude, the magna cum laude, and summa cum laude I've ever seen. I mean, I mean, wow, I, that's was, amazing. I mean, it was, I mean, it, it was well over two hundred. Really? Yeah. Wow. And a lot, of, a lot of these, you know, like uh, ISIS was in um, veterinary and science, but they have all these people just working with animals and poetry to keep keep keep, keep the food safe. Uh, and uh, a lot of a, a lot of uh, ISIS, is, you know, going to be a veterinarian, be a doctor, but. Uh, it's all of the stuff that's going on down there that uh, people don't have a clue because I was just mentioning uh, when I was talking uh, on the air uh, a few minutes ago um, is that, the, the, uh, it, you know, graduation in the South is always Mother's Day weekend. I mean, it's always that way. It's been that way forever. Uh, and it's like a gift to the mothers and, and, and stuff. But, um, but, what, but, what, but, but what happened is that... Um, you have you have all these young people coming from so many places in, the, in, the, in their families, but they have all these different degrees, man. I mean, really, in chemistry, you have all these people in chemistry, uh, material science and engineering, electrical engineering, biology, wow. veterinarian, me veterinarian medicine, veterinarian science. I mean, it is incredible what Booker T, I mean, what's going on. And uh, and I, I got to see the National Forest, Tuskegee National Forest. Oh, well, and, I uh, hope you took pictures. Yeah, yeah, Tony took a picture of me there. And then it's a lake called Tuskegee. So we went around the lake there. And just to think about over 100, uh, this was the 137th uh, annual commencement, because uh, they only have commencement once a year. Elizabeth City has commencement twice a year. That's why our armor. They both finished in 2021, but uh, Alma School has a commencement twice. So she finished school last December and mm. came home and came home and got started working at Fred Hutch in January. So, you know, she's been out, uh, but, but they both finished at the same time. Wow. Uh, but the commencement, so they have commencement, spring commencement, and then they have uh, the graduate for, for, uh, for undergraduates is, uh, it's always on, um, it's always on, um, on, on the Mother's Day, so um, I'm I'm so glad that I was able to go to see this. I know, and and the speaker, Doctor uh, 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 Doctor uh, David K. Wilson, 
he he finished in seventy seven and he went back in seventy nine to get a, a, another degree, but he came from a sharecropper's family. He was the older. He was the baby of ten. Wow. And uh, and uh, and he can only go in that time in Alabama. I think he's from, yeah Alabama. Um, well, you didn't have to go to school all the time doing mm -hmm. shit. And so, but the teachers told him if they could figure out a way for him to, for his uh, for his son to come to school. You know he could go to college, and and his and his father told him college is for white people. You can't go to college. Is what he said because he was a share, he was a sharecropper. He didn't know anybody yeah. he was a sharecropper, but his son was smart, and um, uh, he was talking about being raised in poverty in sharecropper's house. They had all the holes in the wall, and the uh, the white ladies would bring uh, the look magazines and Life magazine, and they would tape up the holes. But he, he got to dream around the world because he saw all those pictures and he knew that yeah. there was something else better than we, what he was living. So uh, he got a chance to, to get, uh, somebody took a liking to him. You know what it likes when somebody take a liking to you, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, sometimes you get to be the teacher's pet. Somebody likes you. Yeah. That's what happened in segregation. Now, you might not get that in integration, but in segregation, somebody's going to like you. Mm -hmm. Somebody's going to like you. And, uh, and one of these teachers did and helped him. And so he got, he, he got a scholarship. And when he got ready to go to school, his daddy came in and put a piece of money in his hand and he had tears down his eyes when he, you know, and when he left and when he opened his hand, it was a $5 bill. It had taken him five years to save that money being a sharecropper because mm. at the sharecropper at the end of the year you don't end up with nothing because you buy food and they, and that they, they charge that back and they take all your so-called wages away from you mm -hmm. and so he told his story about this and so uh, you know when i see you i'll let you see the book but um and then i mean i think i got some extra ones so because you deserve one because you are you're part of this family mm -hmm. but um it was such a rich experience and uh like and uh, it was nothing on the local television about Tuskegee graduates on the Auburn University, which is to be quite university, and now it's wow. And but they brought all the stuff about what black people were doing, harming one another. You know the regular thing. Yeah. You know, somebody yeah. picked up something and harmed somebody. Yeah. But nothing about the success story. But that Tuskegee have their own newspaper. Uh, uh, Tuskegee uh, has the paper called the Tuskegee, Tuskegee News, and it says it's better to light one candle than to curse the darkness. So wow. they knew. I mean, but all of this, I mean, you have to think about this. The man who set this in motion back in 1880s, and it's a private institution, so it's still going. But uh, mm -hmm. anyway, I just, you know, I'm just talking about that a little bit. But actually, um, I just wanted to talk a little bit too about. Uh, all of our mothers are in spirit. You know, your mother passed away a few years ago. The yeah. love of your life. You know, mothers, yeah. some, you know, I mean, for us who, everybody don't have a good relationship with their mothers, okay? I mean, yeah. we have to be clear about that. Some people are right. always at odds and and uh, some people are extremes. But uh, for people who've always had a good relationship, had a love relationship with their mothers, you know, mothers, it's always hard. I mean, yeah, because, mm -hmm. uh, you know, mothers are big magic. Yes. They're magic makers. I mean, yes. and uh, when that magic makers are gone, then our life does a void right there. Um, mm -hmm. But also, I know that you have lovely stories about your mother because we've talked about them sometimes, yeah. you know, and, uh, and I just wanted to bring you on so you can done, you know, because what it does is every time we remember them, 
we get more energy. I mean, yep. you dream about them. Something happens. You smell something. Mm -hmm. You get. You smell something, and you know you're not cooking it. Yeah. Smell that smell. You know, it might smell some perfume. I mean, people actually believe that they're gone somewhere. They're just beyond view. Right. And if you open, receptive, and not afraid of all this other stuff, they will bring you a message of comfort because they want us to be comforted because they want us to continue because they get to live through us. Right. Right. So they right. get to live through us. They get to, you get to sing a song that they couldn't sing. Mm -hmm. And that's why you'd be proud of your children and your grandchildren because they're getting to do something. See, our ancestors died, a lot of them died with their music in them. But we get to sing a song. That's right. That's we get to sing, we get to sing a song. And you know, Booger T, you know, bless his heart. I mean, he did not die with his music in him. <laughs> mm -hmm. But you know, so many of our ancestors did. You know, mm -hmm. they didn't get, they couldn't read, right? You right. know, and uh and and you know, they had skills, I'm sure. I'm sure they had a song that they could sing. Yeah. And so our kids, I mean, ISIS is the fifth generation out of bondage. You know, my, you know, because mm -hmm. my grandmother's father was born in bondage. So it was my yeah. grandmother, my father, myself, my children, and then my grandchildren, five generations. Wow. You know, five generations out of bondage. And my daughter's on a college that, uh, that Booger T started, you know, so it's like, mm -hmm. oh, this is so, yeah, so this is good. This is good. It is. It yeah, is. Yeah. You know. So yeah. It's amazing. But and and um, you brought it back to us. You know, right. they may not have have aired it on TV or whatever, but it's here in Washington State. <laughs> yes, it is. And I'm going to write a letter to the to the to the uh, to the television. Yeah. I'm going to write a letter. As an out of town visitor, I was really shocked that was there for a graduation uh, that did not make the news. And it was the 137th annual. Wow. That's something to crow about right there. And that is. I mean, well, racism is so cynical. It's, it's so diabolical. It's so harmful. It's like, uh, uh, it's like they, they don't want to continue to hide stuff that's relevant for us. Right. You know, to continue to hide stuff, you know, it's mm -hmm. relevant. But, uh, Anyway, and I know that your your daughter graduated too. I mean, and I know that we, you know, she got her PhD. She's a doctor now. Yes, you know, she bless is. her heart. And uh, you know, I'm sure that I'll get to see her. I think I've only seen her once, but when she'll come back to Seattle someday, yeah. and I'll get to yeah, get yeah, to, get, to, get to meet her. And uh, and so Mother's Day sometimes for us is trying, but you know, you did yeah. your best, you know, and uh, yeah, and, and you moved through it. Uh, and then you had your mother's strength there to help you out as you moved through it. Yes, yes. You know, even today, I, I've been thinking about her. And, uh, you know, uh, all mothers, we're not all perfect, but I I love my mother. And, um, and some of us don't realize how good we have it until they're gone. You know, my, my mom was, uh, she, my, my mom would, would go without to give us. And, and right. do it for happily, you know, you know, always, always putting us first. And and I was this morning, and I don't know why I thought about this, but you know, every now and then we'd get a couple dollars, five dollars. And I remember this one time we went down to the waterfront, and um, 
and and I spent my money on my mother. I bought her a necklace. You oh, know, look at you. That's, that's loving. That's that you loving know? Yeah. And um, when I gave it to my mom. She goes, that was for you. But I said, but but that's it. Yeah, you gave it to me and I could do what I wanted with it. And I, I wanted to buy you something. And um, yeah. And I, I, you know, the thing is, I was mimicking her. You know, she gave and gave and gave to us. Well, I wanted to give my my mama something back, you know. And that beautiful. Yeah. You know, and that says one thing about it. The mothers knows their children's heart. Yeah. And they know really and truly by the time the children are five or six years old, the mother knows the ones that's a giver and the ones you got to work with to make them share. Yeah. (laughs) Them and take yeah. all of it for themselves. And yeah. those are the ones you have to wake, you have to work on them to open up their hearts a little bit and say, no, yeah. you know, we're going to share, you know, <laughs> we're not going to have it all. But see, the mothers knows that. Yeah. And they work with those. They they work to bring you out of that because yeah. if you leave the child in that, they're going to grow up like some of the kids like today, yeah. you're growing up that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Nobody, nobody's bringing them out. Nobody's bringing them out of that. So uh, no. So you know, I just wanted to you know because I know that you love your mother. I mean, I mean, we all love our mother, but sometimes yeah. we. Uh, and this time of year, I used to hate. Uh, I used to dislike Mother's Day uh-huh. because of growing up in the Protestant church, I mean, all the mothers were alive. I, I, I mother, I, I mother sat on one side, and everybody with a mother's who's passed sat on one side. And at one time, uh, at one time, um, my grandmother, uh, my grandmother's mother was alive. Uh huh. And so, as a little girl, I was on the other side with a white flower on, and she had on a red flower. And then my cousin, my cousin, um, mother was alive, but wasn't raising her, so she was up. She she was on that side with that red flower, and I was on the side with the white flower. Mm-hmm. And I always thought that that was such a horrible thing to do. Yeah, because they didn't recognize it. Children, I mean, wow. you know, I mean, I wasn't gone. I was a kid. I was five or six, seven years old oh, on that no. side, you know. So, uh, so, but over time, I, I moved past that because I know that they didn't know any better. Yeah, you know, they really didn't yeah. know any better. They didn't do it in malice. They just didn't right. know any better. And so I learned to move past that. And I love Mother's Day. And I think I told you. That I raised my children wrong because I raised them to any day they want to be good to their mother's Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I, you know, I told you I buy my what? What do I buy? Yeah, <laughs> I buy my own what? Cards. Cards. I so I'm never disappointed because right. they, they do things for me the whole year, and then we, yeah. you know, but then we get it. You know, it's like okay. I mean, I might not get anything for Mother's Day, but they were just over here two days ago. Yeah. Oh, I mean, they did something for me. I mean, like, Tony took me on a trip. Yeah. So, no, I didn't get a Mother's Day card, but I got a trip. <laughs> <laughs> I better not be having my mind poked out. Well, he didn't give me no card. <laughs> no, no, I'm not going to get caught up in that. Uh, yeah. Uh, in Walmart. I mean, not in that Hallmark stuff. Yeah. Okay? Because a card could never say what the trip said. Right. Right. And so, we have to we always remember that. And, um, and that kind of stuff. But I just know that you were kind to your mother. You actually took care of her on the end of life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, we're yeah. a caregiver for your mother. And uh, yeah. yeah, it's always a special place to be a caregiver. To help oh. them at the end of life because they took care of us. Yes. In the beginning of life. And so here they are on the end uh, for us. Uh, um, you know, uh, that um, he was. Full circle. 
full yeah. circle. And yeah. it's, it's, it's a good thing. Uh, it, it really is. And, um, and so I uh, just wanted to give you a shout out because I know we had talked earlier and, uh, and, you know, you were, you know, trying to figure out your weekend because you had yeah. some plans and those didn't uh, evolve. Right. But uh, life is good and uh, you're looking yeah. well and uh, you're continuing on. Um, and uh, so it, w- what shout out you want to just give? C- tell us your mother's uh, beautiful name. Uh, Carmelita. Uh, she didn't have a middle name. Shaw. Um it was her maiden name, Carmelita Shaw Arns. Um, mm-hmm. Beautiful woman. Yes. Yep. And and she's here with me and well, she watches out and, and uh, I love her and I miss her, but I will see her again. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That is the promise. That is yeah. the promise. That is the promise. And the same way, like I said, I post last night for my, you know, I'm writing my book on Facebook and it's called The Spirit Basket. I mean, you know, I get, I'm going to get my book printed probably sometime this year. But um, mm-hmm. my spirit basket was having three mamas. And, uh, you know, that's yeah. a big And this is my first year at being on the planet without a mother. Yeah. You know, I mean, and I'm, I'm in mid-70s. So I've had yeah. I've had one, two, three mothers. And uh, so my life has been rich that way. And uh, so, so, I, so I get to feel what it's like without calling that phone call up and, yeah. you know, and, and talking to her. You know, I, I, th- I think my loneliness was that I talked to her every day. Yes. You know, I mean, what? I made sure, you know, I talked to my stepmother every day, mm-hmm. you know, for after her, all of her children passed away. My stepmother lived to see all of her children that she had for my father. So she had a daughter by first marriage and then she had me, but I called her every day for five years, every day. What a every blessing day. though, to have a stepmother that loved you that much and you oh, loved yeah. her because a lot of people don't have that experience, oh, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She loved me. That's why, that's why, that's why she could take in ISIS, mm-hmm. you know, when ISIS went down that she could yeah. take in ISIS and ISIS could go there and stay. And then she would drive to the campus to give ISIS a, a, a care package. She was always, wow. up oh yeah. So she loved her. But she I didn't know her. that. Yeah, ISIS, ISIS actually stayed in her house many times, and Tika did too. Her mom did, and so she. Wow. But, but but her love was so pure, and so fine, you know. So I think we're running out of time. But you know, Mother's Day is every day. So right. if I have any shout out to anybody, be kind to your mother every day. Don't wait to that one year, then go take her to dinner and think that's it. A dinner, you know, it's like you yeah. know the flowers. Man, uh, make every day Mother's Day. Right. Right. Yeah, right. Thank you so much for being on the Mother's Justice. I think thank we're gonna you. end. With, I think we're gonna end with "I Remember Mama." I hope that we can say have that. When you ever heard that song by Shirley Caesar, "I Remember Mama" in a in a in a, in a wonderful way. No, I haven't. Okay, I'll, I'll make sure that you get that song. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Are right, you been listening to the Mother's Justice Show on eleven fifty KKNW? I'm your host, Reverend Walden. I enjoy being on the air and thank you so much. And thank you, Miss Beach. Thank you. Right.